Hey there, success buddy. Welcome to the Leaving Nowhere podcast with me, Candace Willie. I created this podcast for you. I've spent my entire life learning lessons the hard way. Through those experiences, I realized that all roads really do lead to success. Sometimes we just need better directions on how to get there. Join my guests and I in learning how Leaving Nowhere can help you get to exactly where you want to be. We'll share stories of success and the various methods we've used to help us get there. Let Leaving Nowhere be a compass in helping you achieve your greatest desires. So your journey to success starts here. Today's episode is centered on the guiding principle of values. More specifically, it's focused on utilizing your heart, mind, and faith to provide people in your life with a little bit of help. Listening to one of my favorite Beatles songs with a little help from my friends, I felt inspired to expand on what help during our current state should look like. So the help we're going to focus on today is encouraging hope, displaying empathy, loving everyone for who they are, and assisting others in seeing the possibility. That's it. H for hope, E for empathy, L for love, and P for the possibilities. This is the perfect way to help yourself and others find success and happiness in their lives. Let's start with H, which is the first letter in the acronym of HELP. What does hope mean? The Webster's definition of hope is a desire accompanied by expectation of a belief in fulfillment. In other words, an expectation of fulfillment or success. At the foundation of hope lies our expectation that our belief will become reality. And let's be honest, our reality then feeds our hope. It's a continuous cycle. In a world that is full of uncertainty, it's easy to see why hope could be something that everyone needs today. In her April 2020 Forbes article, Margie Worrell shares, These are turbulent times, and not just in my world or your world. These are stormy times for people and organizations the world over. She closes this statement by saying, Yet despite our collective hardships and heartaches, disruptions and derailed plans, life is good. She provides this perspective while also sharing that she's coping with her husband being hospitalized for almost two weeks due to COVID-19. This is a great example of how each of us need to embrace the power and hope and be willing to share ours with other people in our lives when their hope in a better tomorrow is running on low or on empty. In another article posted by U.S. Facts last June, 48% of Americans are feeling down, depressed, or hopeless due to the pandemic. That means that one in every two people in our life are experiencing despair. How do we assist or support them? Here are five suggestions for spreading hope. First, acknowledge how the current situation is making people or you feel and put a label on it. Research shows that naming our feelings and speaking them out loud allows us to better manage the emotion. So here we go. Mr. COVID, I thank you kindly for the wake-up call. Now sit down and let us get back to life. If only it were that simple. Although I would have to say it felt pretty good to get it out. (laughs) Second, connect with others. With connection being one of the 10 guiding principles, I couldn't agree more. The research is very clear that increased social support has all kinds of positive benefits for mental health and for emotional well-being. 
How you connect is also important. Put on your sensitivity filters and listen. Chances are you'll find that others may share many of the same feelings that you're experiencing. I'll expand on the subject of empathy and ways to demonstrate a more thoughtful approach later in this episode. Next, get involved. People feel hopeless when they feel like they cannot change or fix what's happening. Even the smallest contribution or effort can make you feel better. For example, form a small virtual chat group to discuss current affairs. You can make a difference by showing your support and by making yourself available to learn and or share your perspective on the topic. Another example would be to donate to a charity that represents the group or cause that it's important to you. When you can't donate time, you can donate other resources. Fourth, be kind to yourself. Self-care is essential to keeping yourself centered. Try to work through your bandwidth using things that are accessible. This could be going for a walk, meditating, or indulging in the latest and greatest beauty products. Practicing self-care can also be as simple as shutting off your social media for the day, treating yourself to your favorite suite, or listening to music that lightens your mood. I appreciate John, Paul, George, and Ringo for brightening my day today. The point is, do it for you. Lastly, acknowledge the good. Often in the darkest of times, we only see the bad. There's a lot of good things happening all around us. As a matter of fact, there are awesome things happening all the time. I'd encourage you to pick up the book of awesome by Neil Pasricha or visit his website, 1000awesomethings.com for a friendly reminder. The number of awesome things we take for granted will blow your mind. In summary, the simple act of finding hope yourself and sharing your perspective will assist and support others in increasing their ability to see light at the end of the tunnel. Empathy represents our second letter and word in the acronym HELP. I believe empathy is a behavior that is commonly misunderstood, and there's no pun intended. What I mean is, the definition of empathy itself is defined understanding. It's being aware of, being sensitive to, and vicariously experiencing the feelings, thoughts, and experiences of others. I find myself coaching this skill frequently as it is easy to overuse or misuse the phrase I understand. But do you really? Are you really trying to view the situation through my perspective? Or are you simply trying to find a way to influence me or make me think you're listening? Having genuine empathy isn't easy. I can say that out loud as I was one of those people that used to say it without purpose. Another way to think about empathy is to seek to understand the other person's feelings, thoughts, or situation. An example of why this is not part of my emotional DNA stems from one very specific example from my upbringing. My mother's response to being told you didn't feel well, no matter what was wrong with you, was take a shower, you'll feel better. Now, a shower always did make me feel better. However, it took me time and a lot of showers to realize that skirting how someone feels is not a proper way to demonstrate empathy. Being a leader of others over the years has taught me a lot about the need to let people be heard and more specifically, what it means to understand where they're coming from or to appreciate their feelings if I agree or not. Showing compassion and empathy to others is critical in helping to support people in your personal and your professional life. Make time to have real conversations. I'm going to say that again. 
Make time to have real conversations, ones that allow you to share hope and truly empathize with the individual that you're interacting with. Compassion and empathy also translate into showing others affection or in the spirit of our acronym HELP, love. An interesting fact, the average person says, I love you five times a day. This is both in verbal and written form. Webster's definition for love is a strong affection for another arising out of kinship or personal ties. Further researching the meaning of love, or more specifically, the phrase, I love you, was challenging. While love is a common topic, it is unclear who wrote or used, I love you first. We all long to hear those powerful words. However, without meaning, they can be misleading. Robert Holden, PhD, and author of the book, Lovability, Knowing How to Love and Be Loved, shares that you need to pen the answer to this question before you will fully understand what the statement means to you and the person that you're sharing it with. He recommends you complete the following sentence 10 times when you say, I love you, I mean, dot, 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 you fill in the blanks. A student that attended one of Holden's three-day program notes, I must have said I love you to my wife at least 10,000 times, but this is the first time I've consciously thought about what it means. Many of his students also said that I love you can mean something different to each person each time that you say it. Personalization is key when showing people that you love them. It is also key for you to feel uniquely loved. Love is something we all need. However, it is also something different for all of us. Holden also shares that saying I love you frequently translates into I'm here for you. Being here means being fully present in the relationship, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. It can also mean I'm committed to you. This is why saying I love you in the romantic sense creates a specific perception of the relationship outcome. According to Wikipedia, love encompasses a range of strong and positive emotional and mental states. This includes the most sublime virtue, good habit, the deepest interpersonal affection to the simplest pleasures. Love is also considered to be a positive and negative with its virtue representing human kindness, compassion, and affection. Another excellent resource on showing others love in their own unique way is the book, The Five Languages of Love by Gary Chapman. My husband and I first learned about this book while we were on vacation in Las Vegas. We were having dinner in a restaurant when another couple celebrating their anniversary sat next to us. They were so happy. We toasted them and engaged in discussion about their union. The gentleman, a marriage counselor by trade, gave credit to this book for the success of his marriage along with many of his clients. He said that it helped he and his wife define their unique needs in their marriage. I was intrigued and couldn't wait to read the book, and it definitely didn't disappoint. If you are in a relationship where you have said to your significant other, I don't have a clue what you're thinking, or thought to yourself, this person just doesn't get me, you're right. You need to read this book. I promise it will change the way that you think about giving and receiving love. The last thing I'll share on the book is my primary love languages are acts of service and words of affirmation. And my husband's are physical touch and quality time. Yes, they are different. And we cover four of the five languages. 
Without this book, our love boat would have been the Titanic. <laughs> love has endless definitions and meanings. The most important thing to note here is we all have a desire to receive and give love. Love must also be understood for us to share it in its most honest state. Our next and final step in giving help is P for possibilities. In my episode, Old Enough to Know Better, I explore the notion of possibility as it relates to embracing a childlike mentality of everything in life being a possibility. We can reinvent ourselves on as-needed basis. So how do we share this possibility with others? Possibility can be explained as having several possible alternatives. How do we help others see what those alternatives are? An example of seeing past your current situation and embracing the possibilities are shared in this quote by Michael J. Fox. He said, I see possibilities in everything. For everything that's taken away, something of greater value has been given. He shared this quote at one of his fundraisers for Parkinson's disease. Fox was diagnosed in 1991 and has raised a staggering $800 million to combat the disease. Fox's ability to remain positive, continue his career in acting, and drive Parkinson's awareness demonstrates his belief in seeing the possibilities in everything despite the obstacles that life put in his way. For me, the possibilities shine through in the guiding principle of vision. If you see it, believe it, and take action, anything is possible. I also think that sharing stories of overcoming adversity and acknowledging the good are both ways to inspire and influence others to see the possibilities. So you see, hope is something we all need in our lives. By giving help to others, we will find hope, empathy, love, and possibilities for ourselves. Asking for help or looking for ways to help should be a regular practice. If the world is going to be a better place today or in the future, we'll all get by with a little more help from our friends. Until next time, success buddies, subscribe and review this podcast on Apple, Google, or the podcast platform of your choice. Stay connected by signing up for my monthly newsletter on CandiceWilly.com or follow me on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Thank you for joining today's episode of Leaving Nowhere. Here's to you and you accelerating your life and career.